like I'm on the Heisman watch. That's gotta be what would describe, symbolize I've got. Skill, four times the talent around me. Desmond Howard playing for Howard, just tell me how can I be stopped? This Allen Ivy at an Ivy cottage. They can't check me. I don't practice my class too hard. Nigga, me, my swag is grown. Okay, 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 okay. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to episode 116 of Electrified. And I'm your host, Eric Lyons. Man, happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. Very special edition of Electrified with Eric Lyons, man. It's fight day. It's soon to be fight night. I don't know about you guys, but I'm excited. I'm excited. This is this is a good this is a good weekend for sports. We got a lot going on this weekend. But tonight, tonight we got boxing. We got free boxing. Free boxing on e- on ESPN tonight. A big big unification bout. Um, you know, that's what we're going to start with today. I'm excited about that. I can I really can't wait. I've been waiting for this fight for 2 years now. And it's finally here. I'm excited. I got my whole night is free. My night is, I'm not booked up tonight. There's nothing going on tonight. All I got to do is kick back and watch the fight. That's that's literally it. Uh, we got some things to get through. Interesting things happened this week since I last spoke to you guys on Tuesday. But before we get started, just want to let you know that Monday episodes 117 will be dropping on Monday. Excuse me. And tomorrow night. See, I don't know if I want to set Electrified Live, you know, its normal start time because I don't know what time that that uh, the Packers game is going to be over. So, as of right now, I'm saying 7 p.m., but it could get pushed back. So, I'll say at the conclusion of the Packers-Buccaneers uh, game, add a half hour maybe, and, and we'll go from there. So, so we got tomorrow, Electrified Live on my Instagram, at TV. And then Monday, episode 117 of Electrify will be dropping at 8 a.m. per usual. So today, we're going to talk about the fight tonight. We're going to talk about Le'Veon Bell signing to the Chiefs, man. Uh, We're going to talk about the NFL standings and the new playoff format. I know we discussed it briefly before, but I want to go in depth into the playoff format in the NFL and why I actually hate it. And then we're going to talk... um, you know, games this weekend to pick four, and I want to finish off with some fantasy football talk. I haven't really talked fantasy on the show that much this season, and we're already halfway through October, so do some fantasy football talk. But let's get started, man. We got some things to get through. Let's start off with the fight. I'm excited for this, man. This is a good fight. This is a good, 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 good fight. Good fight. Um, if you don't know anything about it, or you you haven't been paying attention, I'm going to do my best. To make this fight sound as good as it will be. And I want you guys to tune in tonight. If you don't have anything planned tonight. If you have anything to watch or anything like that. Watch this fight. Watch this. So you want to see some exciting boxing? Watch this fight. Watch this fight. Now before we get into the. Um, before I give you guys a tale of the tape and everything. I just want to give you some background. On what we are actually getting ourselves into tonight. Alright. So, Vasily Lomachenko, you may know Vasily Lomachenko. I've talked about him on the show multiple times. Uh, he has had a couple of fights during my run here on Electrified. And, guys, I'm a, that's like he's one of my favorite, if not my favorite boxer right now. Um, I, I believe he's number one, number two behind Canelo. Number two pound for pound in the sport. I think he's one of the best boxers in the game today, especially um, 
at the lightweight in the lightweight division. So, Vasily Lomachenko is taking on young gun Teofimo Lopez. Now, I'm I'm sure you guys have seen Teofimo Lopez, and um, you know you guys have seen him. Whether it was on ESPN's uh, Instagram or Twitter, I know you guys have seen his backflip celebrations, the Fortnite celebrations, the Heisman, uh, all of that stuff that you know he, that he's been known. He's gotten uh, gained traction for um, from after you know knocking dudes out. So Teofimo Lopez was taking on Vasily Lomachenko tonight for the WBO, WBA, and IBF lightweight titles. There's no WBC title on the line. Even though uh, Lomachenko has a WBC franchise title, I hate I hate that so much. So three bouts on the line and I big unification bout. So let's get into it. So before Lopez, this was a couple years ago. Before Lopez got a, uh, he, before he got a belt, Lomachenko had an interview, and they were asking him about Lomach um, about Teofimo Lopez, and they, and people had been asking him about Lopez a lot. At that time And you know So They asked him And Loma was like And if you guys don't know Lomachenko He's from the Ukraine And he really he's His English has gotten a lot better But a couple of years ago He really was still just learning And the way he said it was so funny He was like Teofimo Why, why does everyone keep saying talk, Asking about Teofimo he said, he said Who is Teofimo Like bro He didn't have a belt Hadn't really beaten anybody yet. Why is everybody talking about this kid? Comparing, you know, talking about him getting in the ring with me, basically, is what he was trying to say. And at that time, I get it. I understand. You know, this is a young guy. You're not thinking about him. You got other things going on. You're thinking about belts at that time. Everybody's thinking about belts. You, if if you don't have a belt, honestly, you shouldn't be talking to me. That's how I would feel. If I was a fighter and I had strap, and you guys are talking about some guy who don't have one, ain't ain't hasn't proven himself. Why are you guys talking to him about me? So I get that. So from there, Lopez and his dad, you know, you know the Jordan meme, you know, they took that personally. They took that personally. So this this is why this rivalry. I mean, it's not really a rivalry because they haven't gotten in the ring yet. But this feud, I will say, excuse me, <laughs> woo, bless me. Um, this feud has gotten personal. But on one side, it's interesting because Loma really, you know, he's never really gotten involved in the trash talking because he really can't. Um, but it's more one-sided anger. It's more one-sided negativity. I don't think there's any real ill will coming from Lomachenko or his camp. It comes from Lopez and his father. So they took that personally. They held on to that. And on a separate occasion, I think Lopez was on the undercard of Lomachenko's fight or Lomachenko was at something along those lines. They were in the same place at the same time. And Lopez Sr., according to him, this is his story, um, Teofimo's dad and his trainer, he said he tried to introduce himself to Loma at the fight. And his story goes that Loma ignored him. And he could tell he didn't like him. Let me tell you something. Once again, I got to keep reiterating this. Especially at the time frame that this story, you know, that he was talking about. Lomachenko probably didn't know what the hell he was talking about. Bro, he, he doesn't know English. He barely knows English. Now, much better now than then. But at that time, bro, he don't know what you're talking about. So nine times out of ten, he didn't know who you were, probably, and didn't know what you're talking to. So you, you know, you probably walked up to him, and he's like, "No, what, what are you talking about?" So that's that's how Lopez Senior told the story. Now Loma says that Lopez Senior was probably he, he said he could tell he was drunk, 
And he said he was just talking a bunch of trash to him, talking about, you know, his son going to do that to him, his son this, his son that. And Lomo was just like, dog, you're a father. Like, why are you acting like this, basically? And, you know, uh, he said that Lopez Sr.'s people had to, hold, you know, take him away from the area. So that's what that's what happened. And, you know, I I just don't, you know, I don't, I don't understand why. There's so much ill will to Lomachenko. Lomachenko ain't did nothing to y'all. Didn't, didn't didn't say anything bad about you guys, really, honestly. And that you know, I I understand, you know. And at this point, you're not even selling fight. Uh, you're not selling tickets. There's nobody going to make the fight. You, I mean, you got to get bringing the viewers. But I think the the fight itself will get everybody to tune in. But I get it. You know, you, you you're hungry. You feel like Lomachenko slighted you. You're still holding on to that. So that's what's fueling you for this fight. I get it. I get it. I do. But Loma's team, you know, they really they did they, they they themselves aren't understanding where they're getting this all this personal stuff and all the cussing and cursing and trash talking. They're not they're not understanding where it's coming from. And, you know, at this point, you know, like they've been saying through camp, through media, all this we'll we'll see you in the ring. We'll see you in the ring. It's it's no need to, to try to go back and forth with it because Loma said half the time I don't even know what the guy is saying because I, I I'm not good at English and that's the honest to God truth. So, you know, Teofimo called him a the B word and all this. He he's been running his mouth a lot these last uh over the, you know this year. Honestly, he's been running his mouth a lot, a lot. And usually, you know, when guys are foaming at the mouth, I mean not foaming, excuse me. You know, when guys are shooting off at the mouth and and uh. You know, trying to be all big and bad and trying to make it seem like, you know, it's going to be slight. That's fear to me. That's fear. And it's scary to see one guy in in, in Lopez all riled up, fired up. You look across the other side, my other, you know, Lomachenko, Triple C, cool, calm, and collected. Ain't worried about a damn thing. That's scary. That's what I would be afraid of. Like, dog, I didn't knock all these dudes out. I'm telling you I'm going to do the same thing to you. You're not even saying nothing back to me. You're not even flinching. You chilling? I'm afraid now. I'm afraid now. That's scary. Somebody being too cool, I'm scared of you. I'm scared of you. I'm scared of you. Like, dog, say something. Yell at me. Make fun of me. You're not going to do none of that? Yeah, I'm scared of you, dog. I don't want no smoke with you. You're too cool for me. Usually, that means somebody got a gun. But in this case, we know it's <laughs> it's just going to be hands being thrown. Uh, maybe. I don't I don't know. No, nah, I'm kidding. Yeah, just hands. All right, man. Let me stop playing around. Let me get to the tail of the tape. Let's start off with Teofimo Lopez. The, what belt? I think he got the WBO lightweight title. I think he's that. Hold on. Let me make sure. Let me make sure. That I'm correct because I know he has one belt. Just let me make sure it is because it, I mean it's not. I mean it, it don't really matter. But when we talking about it, you know you want to be correct. I want to be correct in everything I'm saying. No, he excuse me. See, I misspoke. He has the IBF lightweight title, so he comes in with the IBF, and Lomachenko comes in with the WBO and the WBA lightweight titles. So l- yesterday was the weigh-in, by the way. So Lomachenko, um, excuse me, Lopez comes in 15-0, 12 knockouts. He stands at 5'8". He weighed in yesterday at 135. 
Um, he has a 68 and a half inch reach. Orthodox stand. Brooklyn, Brooklyn, brother, wow, Brooklyn born, and he's only 23 years old. That's 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 big here. He's only 23 years old. Look on the flip side, Lomachenko, 14 and one. We're gonna talk about that one, by the way, because honestly, in my mind, Lomachenko is undefeated. We're gonna talk about that though. Uh, he's 5'7", 65 and a half inch reach, so he's uh, at a disadvantage by an inch on the height, and uh, just what three inches on the reach. He's a southpaw. He's from the Ukraine. He's 32 years old. So he's nine years. Lopez is senior. So let's 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 talk about the fight history. I want to start off with Lomachenko. So he's made multiple fighters. I mean multiple fighters in the in a row quit on the stool. Like guys is frustrated, puzzled, getting beat, getting ass whooped, and they just like, you know what? Nah, I'm not coming back. You got you got that one, Unc. You got it. I don't I don't want no more. No Mas. That's so that's why they call him no no Mosh Chanko. They call him no Mosh Chanko. They call him high tech and they call him the Matrix. You know what I mean? Like if you haven't seen any Vasily Lomachenko fights, please just go go on YouTube. Do your Googles. Do your Googles, people. Do your Googles. Go find you some Vasily Lomachenko highlights and you'll see what I'm talking about. But He's defeated uh, three undefeated fighters, and this is the fourth undefeated fighter he's uh, fighting tonight in Teofimo Lopez, three-division champ, and he has not lost. So he hasn't lost. First of all, Lomachenko has had, like, what, 300 undefeated, um, excuse me, like 300 amateur fights. I don't think he lost. Bro, he, he was an amateur for a long time. And his second fight, Second pro fight was on HBO. This was, I think, this was 2014. I want to say, so six years ago, just about. He lost to Orlando Salido. It was a split decision, and the fight was in Texas. If if I have any serious boxing fans out here listening right now, you guys understand what I'm about to say. And for my casuals or people who really don't know the sport, let me tell you guys something. You know how in the NFL. And the NBA, there are certain referees that you just know they're gonna do something wrong tonight, or they're gonna call it one way. They they're gonna do something bad, or they, they, they or they're just not good at what they do. Well, in the state of Texas, boxing referees are not good. They're not good because I've seen boxing referees in Texas. They they they're known to. Let guys get beat beat up longer for than they you know they don't stop fights like they're supposed to, like guys are clearly out of it done and they they're still letting them come back, uh, they're still letting them continue. They're bad in that sense. They're bad in their uh just oh being overall uh their their visual you know, um you know their visualness, um like watching the fights honestly they they don't they don't call. Guys out on dirty tactics. They're not. They're not trying to take points away, and that's really what happened in Lomachenko's second fight against Orlando Salido. This was a fight that Lomachenko could have easily won on the points because of how many 10-8 rounds that it could have been. Salido was hitting Lomachenko with low blows that were affecting him. They weren't body blows. They were low blows to you know below the belt line, and they were actually hurting him. And causing the the fight to go a different direction. You know, the ref didn't call any of it. Didn't take any points away. Didn't give any warnings. And the fight was ugly. It was nasty. And Lomachenko lost. So that was his, his second fight. And his first loss. And his only loss since then. Since then, it's been nothing but greatness. So, in my mind, Lomachenko is undefeated. But 
The record says 14 and 1. The record says 14 and 1. He should be on the feed. He should be 15 and 0, just like uh, Lopez. Should be 15 and 0. So, uh, let's see. Let's see. Oh, there was something else I want to say for Oh, something important to note here. Last year, Lomachenko fought Luke, Cam- Luke Campbell. This was the end of October. I mean, excuse me, the end of August. I think it was August 31st. Four months prior to that, he broke his hand in a knockout uh, victory. He won the fight, but he broke his hand. And he fought. That was in April. And he fought four months later, and he won by a unanimous decision. Now, in that fight, I could tell that the hand was still bothering him. He wasn't really himself. He was himself in a sense of his footwork and everything, but his hands, he, he wasn't really, especially he was, he was more hesitant. That was over a year ago. He has That was the last time he fought. Then hands fully healed now. That shouldn't be a problem tonight. That shouldn't be a problem tonight. So something to, to note. Now let's look on the flip side. Let's look at Lomachenko. Um, excuse me. Damn. I'm gonna have a, I can tell this is going to be a problem. Let's look at Lopez. So he uh, TKO'd Richard Comey in less than two rounds. And that's how he ended up winning the IBF title this past December. Uh, he had a 13-fight uh, KO slash TKO streak. And, you know, he he's just been clowning guys, knocking guys out. I mean, you've seen it. You know, you put on the Joe Barrow jersey. put on, I think, what was it, the Kyler Murray jersey. He, he does the Heisman. He's an entertaining fighter. I'm not going to lie. He's a very entertaining fighter. He clowns guys in the ring. You know, he's entertaining. He has a lot of power. He's young. He's brash. You know what I mean? So, it's going to be something to see tonight. The way he handles Lomachenko Because he hasn't seen anything like this before Has not seen anything like this before This reminds me a lot You know he doesn't. He didn't like the comparison A lot of people don't like the comparison But it reminds me of When Canelo fought Floyd in 2014 This, this is just like A young guy going up against a vet Who is just <sighs> Cerebral That's the best word to describe Vasily Lomachenko, he's cerebral. He really is. It's it's this is chess to him, chess. So we'll see, we'll see. So you know, like I said, man, Loma has looked cool, calm, and collected through camp, presses, and the weigh-in. You know, Lo- Lopez has been more outspoken, more brash, and theatrical. You know what I mean, like. You know, the stare downs said a lot for me. Most stare downs do. You know, there are stare downs. You know, guys are getting each other's faces. But, of course, with COVID, we can't do that. Guys getting each other's faces, you know, finger pointing, talking, the gum chewing. You guys have seen all the face-offs, whether it be MMA or boxing. This one was a little different. So, you know, they, they're supposed to be behind, like, these, uh, you know, the ropes. Like, you know, when you go to the the uh, the bank and the lines are split up with the little uh, the ropes that come off the poles. You guys know what I'm talking about. And, you know, they're split up. They're split by two of those. And they're like f- three, three, four feet apart. And they weren't supposed to cross those lines. Well, Teofimo Lopez, being who he is, took it upon himself to go under. You know, he, he went under and, and then stepped up. And basically was like, you know, get in here with me. Like, basically, you know, it looked like he got in the ring. So, they were looking at each other when this happened. Now, Lopez did it. He broke eye contact. 
And it, you know, he did. He, he ducked his head on it. Now, Lomachenko, I've not looked, man. I'm not just saying this to say it. You can go watch it. Let me hold on. Let me watch it right now before I say this to make sure that this is this is really how it went down because I want you guys to understand what happened, okay? <laughs> I want to give you the best breakdown possible. So I'm, I'm going to watch it again. Hold on. Okay. Yeah, see? Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, no. It took him. It, it, it took it took Lopez a little while to get himself together to get in there. He broke eye contact. You know, Loma just ducked right under there. I've never seen anybody duck that smooth before. He ducked right under there. Didn't take his eyes off of Lopez. It looked like he was locked in on the target like the Terminator. Look, that was telling to me. That was telling to me. That said a lot. That said a lot. Loma's ready, man. Loma's ready. Loma's ready. He's ready. He, he, and he's not playing with him. You're not playing with him. You're not trying to hear all that. All that talk, all that be he, he not trying to hear that. It, it, it's business. It's business at the end of the day. This ain't personal for him. It might be personal for y'all, but this is business. This is another day in the office. So that was telling. And, you know, Lopez and his dad, they come in. They doing jail poses when they came in the building last night. They he, he dancing and everything. And. Doing all this and Loma just come in cool, calm, collected. Like I said, just all business. Like dog, it's just another day in the office for me. You're just another another victim. Like you know. Um, but as far as the fight goes, look, Lopez is dangerous. There's no denying that he's dangerous. He is a dangerous opponent. He's nothing to scoff at. He has a lot of power. Has a lot of power, and he can he can place his punches very well. But he's never seen anything like this before. Has not seen anything like this at all. You know, I've watched a lot of. I've I've been following Lopez as well closely. I was watching both of their fights yesterday. They were running all their fights back on ESPN last night. And the guys he was fighting were standing directly in front of him. He was doing all of the moving. Lomachenko not going to do that. He's not going to do that at all. He's not going to do that at all. It's the Matrix. Can you solve that puzzle? That's the question. They don't call him the Matrix because it's cute and, and it's cool. There's a reason they call him that, bro. He's going to be everywhere that you're not. You think he's here, he's behind you. You think he's here, he's there. He's, and it's just the angles. Can you solve that puzzle? Can you catch him? Can you catch him at the right angle and get him? Like I said, Loma's hand is fully healed. So I think his power will be intact. Now, you know, Teofimo is a tough guy. He He's tough. He can take a punch. He can take a punch. But So I don't know how easy, not easy, but how will it take, you know, how much will it take for him to get knocked out or TKO'd? We'll see. That remains to be seen. And one question I asked myself, uh, you know, Lopez hasn't fought since December. Lomachenko hasn't fought since August of last year. This fight was supposed to happen earlier this year, but of course, COVID, I think it was supposed to happen in March, right before the pandemic started, if I'm correct, March or April. So then there was a, a longer layoff for both fighters. So I don't, you know, will this affect them? Will this affect them? Will it be more, will, will they be fresher? Will there be rust to knock off? You know what I mean? Like, how will they look those first couple of rounds? I think that's what, I think that it'll take the first three, four rounds to really, for them to really get in a groove of things, I think. 
But the way Lomachenko fights, he downloads that information. So he's not he doesn't he doesn't start his fights fast. Now Lopez starts his fights fast. Look, Styles makes Styles make fights. Styles make fights. So I don't know, man. I don't know. I'll, I'll say I'll, I'll get to the keys to victory now. Then, since that you know that's where that's going to take me. So let's look at the keys to victory. You know, a couple of things I want to say for both fighters. I want to start off with Lopez. My advice for him: things he should shouldn't do. Don't rush in. Do not rush in. Do not go in there full steam ahead. Think you about to knock this dude's head off like everybody else. Don't go in there. Don't. Don't. Oh, one thing. That's what I'm going to say. Uh, by the way, in. A lot of people are talking about the size difference. Now, I don't know what Lopez is going to look like tonight after he rehydrates. Even Loma has said something about this when they were making the, uh, was it the pay-per-view poster? I mean, not the, the, the fight poster. He was saying how uh, Lopez, he was like, yo, his, his straps and his biceps big, way bigger than mine. And that was funny to me because Loma's not a big guy at all. This fight is at 135. Last night, Lopez didn't look big at all. He cut a lot of weight. He looks small. Now, how will he look tonight when he rehydrates? I don't know, but I don't think it's going to be that drastic. You go back and look at his fights. He was much, much. He's a big guy. He's a big lightweight. He's a big guy. He didn't look like he didn't look like that last night. They look. They didn't look that different in size. So I don't think size will play a factor, like some people were thinking. I mean, he he is you know he is more a little more defined than Loma. You know, he still has a bigger frame, but weight-wise, you know, he didn't look that much bigger than uh, Lomachenko. So, just wanted to say that. But back to the keys to victories. Like I was saying, don't rush it. You know, impose your impose your will, but be, be smart about it. Like, I know you want to show that power. You know, you want to you want him to feel you. You do want him to feel you, but be smart about it. Like, don't go in there thinking that, yo... I'm just gonna walk him down. It's gonna be a quick night. It's not. <laughs> it's not. It's not. You're gonna, you're gonna have to actually box. You're gonna have to box. You're gonna have to box tonight. You're really gonna have to box and show me that you can get in there and really do that. All right. You're gonna have to get on the box. Use your use your jab. You have the little bit of reach advantage. Use that. Use your jab. Try to keep some distance between them. Don't let them get in your grill. Don't let him get in your grill. You got to move. You got to move. You're going to have to stick and move. You don't want to stay in one spot, and he's not going to stay in one spot. So you're going to have to move around a lot, a lot, and stick and move, bro. Use your jab because you don't want to get outpointed because I don't think you're going to, unless you catch him, like when he fought uh, Linares, and and Linares locked him down, you know, um, excuse me. Loma got real comfortable and he walked into a, a stiff punch and you know it, it was a flash knockdown. It didn't even hurt him. But if you walk into Lopez, you might not get back up. So my advice for Lopez is stick and move because it's going to be very hard to catch him at that angle because he's not going to get comfortable for you. He's not. I don't think he's going to be comfortable at all. I think he's taking this very serious. I think he's taking your power very seriously. So. Do that And keep your head I think this is This fight When you fight somebody Like Lomachenko I think that it's More mental Than physical I think it's more mental Than physical I think you You don't want to get in there and, pl- and play checkers With the best player 
with the best chess player. You don't want to get in there and play checkers with the best chess player. You don't. You don't. You want to get in there and play chess with him. Because that's what it's going to come down to. It's more mental than physical tonight. It's more mental than physical. It's more mental. You, you, you want to be. Because he's going to be four steps ahead of you. He is. You, you, you need to make that extra couple moves to be right there with him. You don't want to lose your head Because once you lose your head You're going to start losing a fight Because you are going to get frustrated Because the the, the punches aren't going to come to you Like you like they usually would um, You know the fight's not going to come to you You're going to have to take your fight to him But like I said be smart about it If you, really, if you, if you feel yourself starting to lose the fight Getting down on cards I don't think it would be smart to start throwing Those Pearl Harbor type of bombs Like don't just start swinging for the fences Unless you're in the championship rounds And the fight is truly over And you have to knock him Box Try to box your way back in the fight Use your jab This is not a regular guy And you know Teofimo Lopez I understand Him and his family You know I was watching the uh, the Blood, Sweat, and Tears specials They're trying to downplay Lomachenko as much as possible I don't think that's smart. I don't. I don't look, y'all. I don't know if they truly feel that way. But if they do, that's not good. They was like, oh, I talk about it's like he's like he's a god, and you know the reason they do this because these guys are scared. It's not about being scared, bro. It's about knowing what you're getting in the ring with. You guys can say that, but do you really mean it? Do you really mean it? Seriously, do you really mean that? Downplaying arguably the pound for pound number one boxer in the world right now don't sound like the best of things. So you may you may not think that this is gonna be hard, or you may not think you 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 may think you have the answer. But let's see if you do. Let's see if you do. Now on the flip side, I don't really have much for only thing I will say about Loma. That's 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 very important, bro. Don't don't get in it. Don't get careless. Don't get comfortable because he he look he hit hard. He hits hard. He is powerful. You don't want to get caught with nothing in there because both of them can be a little showboaty. They play. They can play. They had they have been in the ring with guys who who have allowed them to do that. That's not going to happen tonight for either side. Ain't gonna be no spinning back hands. Um, no no back no no uh behind the back punches. For you, Lopez, and it ain't gonna be. I'm gonna come back, Bachenko. This gonna be all seriousness tonight. All of that that ain't gonna fly. So don't get careless and don't get comfortable like you did against Linares. Cause if he touches you, you might go to sleep, or you might not be able to get up, or you might get seriously hurt, and that that might be it for tonight. So don't get careless. But other than that, bro, be yourself. Be that savvy vet. Be that guy. Be that puzzle that is hard to solve. Be that tonight. This is a 23-year guy, 23-year-old guy who has not seen anything like this before in front of him. So be that. Just be yourself. Just be yourself. Um so I'm about to call you the Matrix, you know, and I think the I, I really do think the KO will be available. I'm I think I'm going to Lomachenko with the knockout in round I think this fight goes eight rounds. I think it, I think he gets him with the KO. Or st- I think I think it's a stoppage. I don't think he's gonna knock him out. I don't know if he'll put him to sleep, but I think a stoppage can be possible in the eighth round. 
So that's my final prediction for Lomachenko with the Sabich in eighth. That's how I'm going. So I don't know if if I've I've, I've talked enough <laughs> for you guys to be like, yeah, I'm gonna watch this fight tonight. But I hope you do. It's gonna be a good one. It's gonna be a good one. All right. So moving on, where are we going to next, man? Where are we going to next? What's 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 on the what's on the docket? Okay, let's talk about Le'Veon Bell signing with the Chiefs. Now, initially, originally, when he got, uh, bro, I got that news about the release, like, uh, like it was years ago. Like it was like, it was, I didn't get it on social media. I didn't get it in the group message. I got it on TV. James Brown told me <laughs> that Le'Veon Bell got released by the Jets. And you know what? I just realized I, I, I have this epiphany every now and then, and then I forget it and then I have it again. Bro, I have my like my ESPN app and my Bleacher Report notifications. They haven't been on in months. Let me tell you why. When I go to sleep and I wake up, you know, my phone's on Do Not Disturb. But I, I just hate waking up to the Bleacher Report and ESPN notifications on my screen. Like, bro, that's so ugly and so cluttered. So I just turn the notifications off. So I don't see anything. When I get my sports stuff, it's on Twitter. Like Adam Schefter or Ian Rappaport, also free Ian, by the way. That's where I get it from. You know, ESPN Bleach Report on Twitter, like, you know, or the group message, whoever gets it first. But I don't get the Bleacher Report or the, the ESPN. Dun, 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 dun. I don't, I, I forget I have the apps, honestly. I really don't use the apps like that unless I'm like somewhere else and I'm watching a game on my phone on ESPN. Like, I really don't. Like, you know what I mean? I, I have it on Twitter. I'll read, the, uh, I'll read the article and then I'm done with it. So, yeah, I really don't use those apps. So, when I found out about the Le'Veon Bell thing, I was watching whatever game was on and they broke the news like that. So, the Jets released him. You know, Adam Gase and Joe Douglas, they never liked Bell. I don't, they never liked him. And, you know, he was a misfit toy up there with the Jets. And they, they really didn't know what to do with him. This is one of... The best pass catching Receiving you know running backs In the league uh, Before you know hold on though The Steelers <laughs> They look like geniuses Not gonna lie Not gonna lie I'm not gonna blame all of this on Bell Because I mean It has been ugly We have had we did have the situation Where he, he said he was sick But then he was out bowling then we had the whole thing about his hamstring. He said he was fine, but Adam Gates said he wasn't. Then they put him on IR. It, it has been ugly. It has been ugly. But you look at Le'Veon Bell's situation, and then you look at what happened with Antonio Brown. It's like Mike Tomlin and the Steelers were just ahead of the curve. Like They saw it before we all did. They saw it before we all did. They saw it before we all did, and... You know, they look smart. That's all I'm saying. They got rid of, you know, they, they said, we're not going to deal with this. You know, and, and now we're, they're, they're living successfully. They're happy. The Steelers are fine. The Steelers are just fine. So, it, don't, it doesn't didn't work out in New York. But what he did get was his bag. He got his bag. No major injury. Got a big bag. And now he's on a real live Super Bowl contender, the Super Bowl champs. So he's with the Super Bowl champs now. And it's just like, wow. It's like, wow. 
So it was three teams. I think it was Miami, Buffalo, Kansas City. I think they're the uh, Jets' next three opponents. So he could have went to Buffalo. I wanted him to go to Buffalo, honestly. I wanted him to go, you know, be in the same division. And then I just thought that him, him up there in Buffalo would help Josh Allen out a lot. I really thought that was it. But then it was down to Miami and Kansas City. I'm like, ain't no way in hell he go to Miami. When he really got an opportunity to go to Kansas City. So, he ends up picking Kansas City on a $1 million deal. Uh, the money situation is funny because the Jets still owe him money and all that. So, it wasn't a big contract. And he knew that. So, he got paid. Now he's, you know, on the team with, you know, arguably, you know, one you know, the, the best in the business in the AFC. And uh, it's just like, wow, man. It's the rich get richer. <laughs> the rich get richer. You got Pat Mahomes, you got Travis Kelsey, you got Tariq Hill, uh, you know, you got your your rookie running back who was doing good, and now you get Le'Veon Bell on top of that. This offense just got ten times more dangerous. This offense is this offense has had already been the potential to do big big things, but now it's just like yo, only thing that can stop them is injury or themselves because who? Now I I don't know. After what the Raiders had had went out there and did, I'm not. I'm still saying my. I'm not. Look, I'm not. I'm not changing anything I said before the season started. I still think that the the AFC runs through the Chiefs. I still think that the Chiefs will be running the you know running the gauntlet when it's when it's playoff time. But I'm just saying, you know, they they can anybody can be beat any given Sunday. Of course, we know that. But this offense is, looks dangerous. That's all I'm saying. This offense looks dangerous, and I have said on multiple occasions if I had to pick, if I had to pick a team. I think it's the Buffalo Bills, and we get to see that on Monday. So we'll talk about that later. Let's stay on the Le'Veon Bell thing. So Mahomes gets a new weapon coming out the backfield, running it and passing. Like think about the empty backfield sets that they can run. You know, Al, uh, Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy, they they have a plan. They're gonna know exactly what to do with Le'Veon Bell. He's he's in a new situation. He's in a new landscape. He's 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 going to be happy. This should be what this should this should really work out. What what Le'Veon Bell is bringing to the table, what he's going to do. Remember when they got uh, Shady McCoy? I got a little excited about that, and that ended up not being what I thought it was going to be. They, he wasn't really featured like that. This is what I this is going to be what I thought Shady was going to be. I think this is going to be he's going to be making an immediate impact with this team. I think he's going to be. End up being their feature back And I think he, obviously he's the best thing they've had Since they had to let go of Kareem Hunt A couple years back So yeah, this is going to be great This is going to be great How old is Le'Veon? That's another thing How old is he? Hold on Let me see He is 28 years old So he's got a couple years left You know to be a top back in the league He's He's, he's still healthy you know, he got time. He got time. He got time. He he probably won't see another bag like that again, because simply because of his age. But he'll he'll make some more money. Definitely make some more money and and have a better shot of getting a ring than he did in in New York. I you know what I mean. Only thing that really honestly, I think the only thing that took him there was the bag. I don't think there's anything else, and that's just how I feel about it. I, that could be different. I don't know what was on his mind or on his heart when he signed with the Jets, but I think he just wanted to go up there and collect the bag that he felt that he deserved. He bet on himself, rolled the dice, 
we thought he lost. Then he ends up, you know, he bet the whole house and he just came up big. He just hit the he hit the lottery on us. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, bro. I didn't see this one coming. This is crazy. Craziness. 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 Um, so yeah, I'm happy for Bell though. I'm happy for him. I think this is gonna be a great thing for him and the Chiefs. So Yeah. Uh yeah. <laughs> Good luck to the rest of the AFC. That's all I'll say. Good luck. Have fun with that. I'll be I'll be in the NFC. I'll be I don't I may not have to worry about that until February. But you, you folk, good luck. Good luck with that. Good freaking luck. Now let's talk about some standings through uh what's this? Five weeks of football? We're gonna look at some standings. We're gonna look at these standings, sorry. We're gonna look at the standings and I wanna look at each team's next four games. So let's start off with the AFC East, where the Bills sit at number one. Four and one, the Pats are two and two in second place. The Dolphins are two and three in third place, and the, the goddamn Jets are zero and five in last place. So let's start off with the bill. Uh, the Bills. So they they play at home against Kansas City this week. Then they go up to see the Jets. Then they play New England at home, and then they play Seattle at home. So you got two division games, a conference game, and then. A game against one of, if not the best team in the NFC. So you got two of the best teams in football, the Jets, and then uh, another, you know, a division foe in Bill Belichick, Cam Newton, and the New England Patriots. So it's not, it's not an easy next four. You know, it's not, it's not an easy next four. It's going to be tough sledding. So this, this is the big test for them after just losing to the Titans, getting smoked by the Titans. You don't get much of a bounce back game. You know, had you played the Jets after that game, okay, you might go smoke the Jets, get yourselves together, but there's no confidence builder here. You just got your you just got punched in the mouth after starting 4 0. Riding high, you got punched in the mouth. Now it's time to see how you know can you face adversity? How would you deal with that? You just got punched in the mouth. Now you gotta see the Chiefs. Let's see. Let's this is this is this is where the, the Bills Become the team that I've been saying they will be. You know, I've been harping on them for. But this is this will show. Can they be what I think they can be? But we'll I'll save that all of that uh, ho- uh, ho- hurrah for the pick four. Uh, so the Pats, they play Denver at home. They see the 49ers at home. Go to Buffalo. Then they play Baltimore. Uh, you know, this is a, a four that is not as hard. As the Bills for, but like I said, you know, anybody can be beat. But the games I'm looking at, I'm looking at going to Buffalo, and then I'm looking at playing Baltimore at home. Those are going to be two tough games for the the, uh, the Patriots. Uh, then you look at the Dolphins. Uh, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick, what, what, what do they have, to, you know, in store? They go, they play the, the Jets at home. They play the, uh, the Los Angeles. They play the Raiders. I mean, not, not the Raiders, excuse me, the Rams. They play the Los Angeles Rams at home. Then they go to the desert and play the Cardinals. And then they play the Los Angeles Chargers at home. So you get two LA teams, you get a division game, and you got to go out west to play the uh, the Cardinals. So, you know, I'm not really too invested in what the Dolphins are doing, to be completely honest with you. And then the Jets, Jesus Lord. They go to Minnesota, they play, uh, then they come back home to play Buffalo, then they got to go see Kansas City, and then they play New England at home. I don't I don't see a game here that they'll win. That's just me. 
I, I'm serious, man. I don't know what I don't know what to say. It's just like, bro, that is a mess. Both New York teams, same stadium, just a mess. Um, <laughs> just a mess. So let's go to the AFC West and let's look at the Chiefs. They're four and one. Raiders, the Raiders, three and two, second place. One of those th- three victories are over the Chiefs. Uh, then the Broncos, Broncos, the Broncos are one and four. I mean, excuse me, are one and three, and the Chargers are one and four in last place. So let's look at the Chiefs. They go play Buffalo, then they go play uh, Denver, then they get to come back home and play the Jets, and then they play the Panthers. So, you know, I'm I'm looking at the Bills game, and other than that, these are three games that are winnable. One, three winnable football games for the Chiefs. So, you know. You you get a chance to you know take a little more lead over that division, even though the Raiders are right there. So you look at the speaking of the Raiders, you know, they have a bye this week. Then they come back and they're at home against the, the the Bucks. They go to Cleveland, then they go play the Chargers, and then they go play. A th- no, they're home against the Broncos. So you get two division games, a uh, tough matchup in 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 Buff in uh in Cleveland. The four and one Browns. I'll be talking about them shortly. Then you're at home against the Bucks. So tough with that. It's a tough couple of games. I mean, you know, division games are always tough. Then you get a, a, a talented Cleveland team who looks like they're figuring things out. Then you know the the Bucks. Their defense is pretty good, but you know, like you know, this Raiders team already had their battle with an NFC South team. They beat the they beat the Saints. You know, I don't know. They could beat the. I don't. I don't see them. I don't see why they can't beat the Bucks. I mean, I don't see why they can't beat the Bucks. I really don't. And then, man, the Broncos. They got to go to New England. They they play the Chiefs at home. Play the Chargers at home. Then they go to play the Falcons. Another team that I just uh, I'm not I'm not too invested in. I don't really care too much about the Broncos. So let's let's talk about this Chargers team because it seemed I was confused to why everybody was calling for the head of Anthony Anthony Lynn. I love Anthony Lynn. Um, I don't I haven't really been watching too much of their games to know why that's warranted. But what I can say. Is that these guys have been losing some very close games. Like, look at this. They lose to the Chargers. I mean, excuse me. Lose to the Chargers. The Chargers lost to the Chargers. What the hell? Um, I watched. Okay, I did, I did watch that Monday night game. Most of that Monday, game, Monday night game. They did blow, blow that lead they had. But they lost in overtime. 30-27. to 27. Lose by three to the Saints. Then, you know, Justin Herbert battles with Brady. They have that duel. They lose to the Bucks by seven. Then they lose to the Panthers by four by five. They lose to the Chiefs by twenty by three. They lose to the Chiefs by three. They lose to the Bengals by three. So these are all one possession games. One or two players go correctly, and the Chargers are undefeated. They're undefeated. Like that's that's how it goes. You know. By the way, excuse me. I'm sorry. They beat the they beat the Bengals. They beat the Bengals. So their wins and their losses have been one possession. So. Yeah, this Chargers team, I don't know. They're, they're, they're looking like the – somebody said on Twitter, they're the best 1-4 team in football, and that's true. It's true because it's just like so many – some things just did not go their way. And I don't – I'm not trying to put all that on Anthony Lynn. I don't want to put all that on Anthony Lynn. I don't. I really don't want to do that. I don't. They just have to play better, man. Play better. Make like, make plays. Now, let's go to the North. Let's go to the NFC North because – Coming to the season, I think I said that it was going to be back to the Ravens and the uh, the Steelers. I think I said that. So the Steelers are four and zero. 
The Ravens are four and one. The Browns are four and one. And the Bengals are one and three. So Ravens already beat the Browns. Beat them bad, and the Browns haven't lost since. Think about now. Look. Think about last season. Remember last season? When the Browns had beat the Ravens, I think they beat them in Baltimore. Beat them, beat them. And the Ravens ended up finishing the season. They haven't they didn't lose a game after that. Go to the playoffs. Browns haven't lost since they played the Ravens. Just saying they're dangerous. That's all I'm saying. Uh, look, new coach. This team is very talented. It's one of the most talented offenses in the league. They just had to figure it out. And I think they did. I think they did. We'll see. We'll see, son. We'll see tomorrow, though. We'll see tomorrow. Let's talk about it. So, the Steelers and the, the Browns play this Sunday. I'll be talking about that well, for the pick four. That's one of the games they have for my pick four. Then they go play the Titans. Then they go play Baltimore. Then they go play Dallas. And these are four games. That could be very tough for the Steelers. We're going to see something here. You know, Steelers are undefeated. They're rolling. They're rolling. But, you know, you got... Two division games. You got a game against another undefeated team in the AFC and the Titans. And they're rolling, too, with no practice. I did not expect them to come off of that that two-week thing with COVID and beat the hell out of the Bills like they did. They were well-rested. No rust at all. Yeah, that was kind of scary to see. Very. So the Titans are still out there, man. They're looking dangerous, man. They're looking dangerous. I told you guys they would pick up from where they left off. I said that, though. I did say that. So you will play Baltimore. They go play Dallas. You know what I mean? Like, I don't. Can the Steelers remain undefeated over this this next four games? Will remain to be seen. Then you go to Baltimore. They play Philly this week. Then they go, you know, and they play uh, Pittsburgh. Wait, no, that ain't right. Oh, yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's a buy. It's a buy somewhere. I think the Ravens buy is coming up. That's why. And then they go play the Colts. And then they go play New England. Once again, another four games that. Could be, you know, tough. I don't I don't see them really having a problem with Philly. You know, Pittsburgh, that's going to be gritty. Now, this Indianapolis defense is good. Then you go play New England uh, up in Foxborough. So, once again, this, you know, this is a chance for the Ravens to try to take, you know, take the reins on the north, a division that they feel is still theirs. So, we'll, we'll see. Then you see, you know, the Browns also 4-1. Pittsburgh this week. Then they go to Cincy. Then they play the Raiders. Then they go to Houston. I mean, they play Houston at home. They play the Raiders and Houston at home. So I'm looking at that this game Sunday, and I'm looking at the Raiders game uh, are two games that could go either way. I think they shouldn't have a problem with Cincinnati. I think that Houston team won't have enough for them defensively. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see. And this Bengals team, man, another team I'm just not interested in. They're just not good. Sorry, Cincinnati, but you're not. You're not good. So let's go to the uh, let's go to the South now. Let's go to the South. So the Titans are four zero. The Colts are two and three and two. I need to I just need to start seeing what's going on in Indianapolis because I really don't know. And then the Texans are one and four. The Jags are one and four. So let's start off with the Titans. Of course, they they play Houston this week. Then they go, they, they still at home against Pittsburgh, and then they go to Cincinnati, and they play Chicago at home. Um, you know, a division game, a game against a tough Pittsburgh opponent, go to Cincinnati, and you play a tough Chicago defense. I don't know. Can they remain undefeated? I don't, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Look at the Colts. 
They play Cincinnati this week. Then they go to Detroit. Then they play Baltimore at home. Then they go to Tennessee. Um, that Titans game is circled. That Baltimore game is circled. Those are going to be two big tests for them. The Texans, honestly, man, they're a mess. They fired Bill O'Brien. They're a mess down there. And the Jags are just god awful. So I'm just looking at the Colts and the, uh, the the Titans in the South for right now through five weeks of football. So let's go from the AFC. Let's move on over to the NFC. I want to start with the godforsaken NFC West because it is a mess. Look at the look at the first place Cowboys at two and three. The one, three, and one second place Philadelphia Eagles. The one and four Washington football team. And then the 0 oh and 5. 0 oh and 5 New York football giants in last place. Let's start off with the Cowboys. You know, Andy Dalton has taken the reins after the terrible, sad, and unfortunate demise of Dak Prescott. They play Arizona this week. Then they go play the Washington football team. Then they go to Philly. Then they come back home and play Pittsburgh. Two division games that you should win. You play a, a a tough, you know, a tough Cardinals team this week. Then you 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 play a a very tough Pittsburgh team. But you got a chance to be what break even and what what would that be what? four and five maybe and still be in first place like what uh, Eagles they play the the Baltimore Ravens then they play Dallas at home. Then they play. Then they got to go see the, the Giants. Then they go to Cleveland. Two division games. You, you you might get one. You you could get two, but I don't think they're going to beat the the Ravens or the or the, uh, the Browns. But that remain. You know we'll see. Then you look at the Washington football team. I don't know what the hell is going on with them in their quarterback situation. So I want them to lose every game. But they play the Giants. Then they play the um, Dallas at home. Then they go to Detroit. Then they go to see Cincinnati. And I could give, I couldn't give a damn what the Giants got to do because, whoo, child, awful, just awful. So let's go to the NFC West. Now I told you guys even before the injuries, I told you guys that the 49ers wouldn't be back. I said they would not win win their division. I said I that division is going to get tougher and tougher. And here we are. It is getting tougher and tougher. And the 49ers are just, you know, at this point, virtually they're out of it, right? The NFC West right now. The Seahawks are 5-0. The Rams, they're back. They're back. Told you they would be back. 4-1. The Cardinals are 3-2. 49ers last place, 2-3. So the Seahawks, they play the Cardinals. Then they play San Francisco. Then they go to uh, Buffalo. Then they then they go play the Rams. Remember last year when the Seahawks and the 49ers, you know, they were at the top of the NFC, in the NFC West. And it was a point in the season where I was just like, I can't wait for that game. And then I looked at the schedule and found it. I did this on the show. Yesterday, I was like, dog. I can't wait to see the Rams and the Seahawks. That game is going to be off the chain. I said, when is that game? Week nine. So it's it's coming. So at three weeks. I hope these teams keep keep rolling until then. So the Rams, they, they play, they go to San Francisco. Then they play Chicago. Then they go to Miami. And then boom, the Seattle game. So they could they could stay hot. Honestly. They can stay hot over these next three games. They can stay hot over the like I would like for these teams to be 
something and one or you know you know undefeated playing each other you know i i hope the i would like to see that the you know the rams go into that game at what seven and one i'd like to see hawks go into that game at eight and oh seven and one you know something like that i don't want them to have more than two losses going you know two or more losses going into that game then you look at the Cardinals, still dangerous, man, still dangerous. And in, in, if right now the season ended today, they would be in the playoffs. We're going to talk about that. Uh, they go to Dallas, then they play Seattle at home. They play Miami at home. Then they go, um, they play Buffalo at home. So it's going to be, you know, it's going to be an interesting stretch for them. Can't sleep on any teams I just named. And then, man, it just gets nastier for the the, the 49ers, man. They played, uh, they played the Rams, then they got to go to New England. And then they gotta go to Seattle, and then they play Green Bay. Now let me tell you something: we've been, we've been, we've been waiting for this game in Green Bay. We've been waiting for you. We didn't forget what y'all did to us last year, and now y'all kind of down bad. We're gonna get you. Right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I lost. I lost my mind for a little bit. I'm sorry. I did that? I'm back. Where am I? Okay, I'm back. I'm back. I am. I am. I'm really back. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know what that was. But they play Green Bay. All right. Speaking of my Packers, man, let's 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 look at the NFC North, man. Let's look at the NFC North. Uh, The Packers are 4-1. I mean, whoa. No, we're not. (laughs) Wow. Take that out of the freaking air. The Packers are 4-0. The Bears are 4-1. Sorry, I got ahead of myself. Uh, The Lions are 1-3, and and the Vikings are 1-4. Sheesh. Oof. It's nasty down there. Uh, we might be back to the Packers and the Bears. Hmm. That's the thing about the NFC North. We know that the Packers are going to be up there. But I never, I, honestly, it's it's always who's going to be behind us. Who are we going to be fighting for the division with? You know, some last year was the Vikings. It's been the Vikings this past couple of years. Um, then the Bears, all of a sudden, you know, with Trubisky's first year, they jumped back. But I never worry about the Lions. No. But this year it looks like it's gonna be us and the Bears. So the Packers, we know we go to Tampa Bay this week, then we go to Houston, then we come back home for the Minnesota game, then we go out to San Francisco. Look, don't see us losing any of these games, but I will say this. I don't know, man, what the travel plans are, but can we please do something better than we did last year? Because even though we were supposed to beat the Chargers, they they spanked us last year out west. And we know what happened with the San Francisco. Now, this San Francisco team may be down bad and it may be ugly, but that don't mean it's going to be that way for us because we know we have problems out there. So, please, let's do something better with the travel plans. Let's go out there and whoop some ass because we owe them. We owe them. We owe them. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. Um, Chicago, they, they, they go to Carolina. Then they go play the Rams. Then they come back home, play the uh, the Saints. Then they got to go to TN- the Tennessee. I'm not gonna lie, that's kind of tough. That's kind of tough. That is kind of tough. You get two, of the, you know, two. Uh, 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 you're looking at the Rams, a dangerous Panthers team. We're still in it. The Saints or the Saints, the, the Titans, man. It, it's a tough sledding. That's tough sledding for them. Um, uh, like I said, man, I don't know. I, I, the Lions and the Vikings are one and three, and one and four. What? What is it to talk about? They play each other. Yeah. Anyway, the NFC South is kind of messy. We got three teams at three and uh, three and two. 
Look at this. I didn't even write the Falcons next four down because who cares? They're 0-5. Anyway, three teams are the 3-2. and two. I think I remember saying that the Panthers would go to the playoffs this year, right? They're here. They are here without CMC, by the way. Wait till he comes back. Mm. So the Saints are three and two, the Bucks are three and two, and the Panthers are three and two. And they they play each other at some point. Both, you know. Saints play the The Saints are on a bye. The first game after their bye, they play the Panthers. Then they go to Chicago. Then they go play Tampa Bay. And then they come back home and play the 49ers. So you get two two division games and then a tough game against the Bears. And then you play the 49ers. Then you look at the Bucks. They got Green Bay this week. Then they go to Vegas. Then they go see the Giants. And they come back home and um play the San Francisco 49ers. So, uh... They they got a little they got some tests two tests coming up two of them, then the Panthers they play the Chicago Bears, then they go to New Orleans then they come back home and play the Falcons and then they got to go to Kansas City, so you get the division game another tough game you know a tough game against the Bears you should smoke Atlanta and then you got to go play go you got to go deal with the Chiefs and this is gonna be the Chiefs after Bell gets his legs under him good luck with that, and then who honestly. Okay, uh, I was just I I'm just making sure we're on the same page. I don't think anybody in the in the world cares what's going on in Atlanta. Well, not in Atlanta, but inside the inside the Mercedes Benz zone. Because I have been seeing the parties in Atlanta. I see. You. Anyway, anyway, let's let's stay on topic here. So that's what each division is looking like through five. What are we at? Five weeks of football halfway through October. Now let's talk about this new playoff format. Sheesh, we're hour in, hour in, and we're still going. We're, I think we got just a, this in. Oh, and the pick four, and the fantasy football talk. Yeah, we we, we here, we we here today. We we working, we potting today. Let's go, let's work, let's keep going. So, the new playoff format. Look, it didn't fix anything. It didn't fix anything. It, I, I think it made things worse. Look, last year we saw the Seahawks, who had one of the best records in the NFC. This was a team that could have easily been the two seed, but it came down to the last play of the season. They lost and ended up having to go on the road as a, a five seed? I think. And had to go on the road and play the Philly, the Philadelphia Eagles? There's no look. First of all, no team in the NFC East should be hosting anything other than the draft. They shouldn't be hosting a damn thing. I don't care who it is. It can be the Washington Football Team. It could be the Eagles. It won't be the Giants, but it could be the Cowboys, bro. If they don't have more than eight, more than nine wins, they shouldn't be hosting nothing. That's not like honestly, bro. The playoff system is broken. Like, there's no reason a 12 and 4 team should be traveling to a 9 and 7 team. That that's just not right. I don't think that's right. Here's here's a, here's my thing. Just because you won your division, obviously, each division is different. Each division is harder than another. But if your record 
isn't better than the other team and you know their schedule was harder than yours, they should be granted a home playoff game. I don't I don't know. I just don't I just don't I just don't like the idea of a nine and seven football team hosting a, a twelve or a thirteen and you know what I mean? Like that just don't it don't sit right with me. It doesn't. It doesn't. I know I I know I can't be the only f- person, especially I know players feel this way. Can't be the only person feel that way. I don't think we should be making teams 13, 3, 12, and 4 teams travel the entire playoff run. I think they should be granted a home. At least if they got to play the wild card, give them a home game for that and then send them on a road. But it just don't make sense to me. It doesn't. It, it doesn't make any sense for, to me, honestly. Honestly. And then the two seed not getting a bye. Why? Why put the two seed in, in the wild card weekend? For what? Did did we get did we get an explanation for any of this? Other than yo, this is a new playoff format. Have fun. Like I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. I don't like it one bit. I don't I don't understand. Like I said, I don't think a thirteen and three team. Like why, bro? Why are 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 we making are are we punishing two C's? Yeah, yeah. You know what? Congrats on going thirteen to three, winning your division. But you're going to be playing this weekend. I'm like no, no. This isn't basketball. This is no, no. I don't like it. I don't like. It. Don't like it. Don't like that at all. Six wild card teams. That's wild. That's kind of crazy. Six. Like, why are we open? Why are we letting more? Look, we have we seen magical runs. Yes, have we seen teams who aren't necessarily supposed to beat a higher seed go and beat a, a, a you know and go shock the world? Yes. But how many Cinderella stories are we going to be really seeing? Honestly. Cause what is it? Seven seeds now. Man, did... I don't know. I don't know. I just don't like it. I don't like it. There's just too many people in there, man. It's too many folk. It's too crowded. And we supposed to be socially distanced. And we supposed to, know, who allowed this? Who said this was okay? I don't like it. I don't like it. Nope, nope, nope. Um, I think that's all I have for that. I, cause I don't think I want to cry about that no, too much longer. Just know I hate the new playoff format. Period. Point blank. Period. Let's get into the pick four. Good weekend of football. Good, good slate of games this weekend. So let's start off with the Browns going to Pittsburgh. Now I don't know. Odell has been sick, and him and Blake are uh, Blake him. <laughs> Him and Baker are questionable, I believe. But I think Baker should be good. I don't know about Odell. But I hope that everybody's full strength for this game. Now, now these teams have not seen each other since little Mason Rudolph, um, uh, Miles Garrett fiasco. Now, you know, the Steelers, they, you know, they could play it cool and be like, yeah, we ain't thinking about that, blah, blah, blah. But they they. they both of these teams just think about that because that was a nasty incident. We remember how that went and how the fallout from that went. 
Uh, first time they've seen each other since. All right, so I want to see that game. I think it's going to be a physical game. I think it's going to be a physical game. One thing that was missing from this game last year was Big Ben. Big Ben is back now. All right, Big Ben is back now. So, is ain't Mason Rudolph playing? It's Big Ben. So, it's going to be a good one. I want to see Chase Claypool. I want to see if he's for real. Cause I saw he went, he went, he went quick on waivers. Morgan, I saw you pick him up. I saw you. I knew whoever was gonna be last and first in waivers was gonna get him. I already knew. But let's see if he's for real. So I'm going with the Steelers though. I think it's gonna be a good game. I think it's gonna be a physical game. It's gonna be a you know a typical AFC North gritty grinding out tape football game, and I can't wait for it. I'm excited to see that. So I'll be, I'll definitely be tapped into that. Then we got the Bears and the Panthers. The Bears and the Panthers. Look, Nick Foles, Teddy Bridgewater, you know, two guys, two new teams taking over. I'm going to see this this Bears defense. This Bears defense did dispose of the Buccaneers' O-line without a problem. Now, that's what gives me, uh, watching the game, I was like, okay. Okay, I, I see, I see. you know, the Packers, if they get some pressure next week and knock Brady off a spot, yeah. Yeah. So, I want to see if the Bears can bring that same pressure to Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, I want to see how they do with Robbie Anderson. I want to see Teddy Bridgewater. I think it's going to be a good game. I'm going with the Panthers, though. Definitely going with the Panthers. Definitely going with the Panthers. Now, now the Monday. Oh, wait. Before we get to Monday night. Let's talk about tomorrow. Packers. Packers. Bucks. Everybody want to make it about Brady and Rodgers. You know, it's their third game together. But look, against each other. But it's not, it's not about that. Look. Let's be real here. There's no real rivalry. Wow, I can't say that word today. There's no real, you know, there's nothing about this that feels like a rival. You know, we talk about their numbers hypothetically. Who's the better quarterback? Who's the better twelve? Who's the goal? Blah blah. blah. But these guys have nothing but the utmost respect for each other. I don't, I don't see any real, you know, tension here. They, they've only played each other three times. It's only their third meeting. Now. Had 2014 had the Packers not pissed away the the NFC title game, we would have got a Super Bowl matchup. I think that's what we really like. All right, cool. They get to play each other a regular season game. Now, now this year we had they have a potential to have a playoff game against each other. You know, but this isn't when we wanted to see this. We wanted to see uh, a playoff, you know, or or a Super Bowl matchup with these guys five years ago. Now Rodgers is still tip top shape, but Brady is not the same Brady he was five years ago, five six years ago. We know that. So, you know, there's no like you know last what was it two years ago? Yeah, 2018 was when they played on Sunday night and Packers got blown out. You know they had Michael Jordan do the uh, the Sunday night football thing, and I just don't feel that this time. I think this this is more team. This is more Bucks versus Packers than anything, because both of these teams have good defenses. Uh, the Buccaneers' defense is fast. I think it's going to be a big test for this Packers' offense, who has just been killing. Uh, so we'll see how many points they can put up uh, against this Buccaneers' defense. And also going to be the first game the Packers have played this season with fans, which is cool. Uh, but I'm telling you, you already know I'm riding with my dogs. That's that's it. That's all. Let's go. Uh, then we got the Chiefs and the Bills. Both of these guys have just come back off of losses. Uh, the Chiefs lost to the Raiders, and the Bills got smoked by the Titans. And we saw those games. And, you know, these are the teams that I wanted to see. You know, I, I, I said that the Bills had a chance to be, you know, they had the best chance of stopping the Chiefs. 
this week we'll see if I'm right. Let's see, man, because this Bills defense is going to be put to the test. That's all it is. It's going to be this Bills defense, man. They're going to be put to the test. We, I want to see if Josh Allen can bounce back from a uh, not a good performance against Tennessee. Not so hot, not so hot performance against Tennessee. Let's see if he can bounce bounce back. If this if this Bills team can beat the Chiefs, they'll put the AFC on notice. They'll let people know, we, yo, we are we're not just bluffing. We're not just messing around. We're here. Yeah, we lost to the Titans. Yeah, that happened. But we just beat the Super Bowl champs. So, I'm picking the Bills for the upset. Picking the Bills for the upset. So, I got the Bills over the Chiefs. I got the Packers over the Bucks. I got the Steelers over the Browns. And I got the Panthers over the Bears for this week's pick four. Um, We are one hour and ten minutes in to the show. I don't think you guys care about fantasy football. So... I'm gonna get you guys on up out of here. Um, <laughs> look, man, because it's like I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what to talk about for fantasy football. I mean, I can. Y'all want me to? Y'all want me to talk fantasy football with y'all? Or do y'all want me to save it for the live show tomorrow? I can talk about it for the live show tomorrow. How about that? That can be a segment for the live show. All right, all right, I can do. I'll do that. I'll do that. Because uh, I want to get you guys out of here, man. Saturday, you know what I mean. I didn't, I didn't think the show. I did want to make up for the show on Tuesday. I'm not gonna lie, that wasn't my best. Um, I didn't like it. I didn't like anything about episode 115. To be quite honest with you, it was short. It's 44 minutes long. So I wanted to come back and give you guys my best. So I'm happy I came in here on a Saturday and gave you guys this good, 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 good energy. Um, so with that being said, man, thank you guys for listening and man, thank you guys for, and I, I, I really hope you guys really do enjoy them. have enjoyed these past two, uh, what was it? The most electrifying play of the week, uh, videos on Instagram, because man, I think they're good. My editing is getting much better. Um, I'm just keep bringing it with those, man. And you know, the IGTV views are crazy. Uh, same thing with Instagram live, uh, the electrified live, man, I'll, I'll be back on that tomorrow hope you guys enjoy that as well hope you guys tap in and i hope you guys you know continue to watch and share the igtv video afterwards man so uh thank you guys for tuning in on a saturday i hope you guys have a great weekend be safe out there man um shout out to stadium scene tv uh make sure you purchase some merch man thank you you know what i mean make sure you do that follow me on instagram and twitter at eric lines tv at electrified pod all that good stuff i'll be back here monday and i'll be on instagram live tomorrow so that being said i'm eric lines and for the 116th time you have just been electrified